I tell them, this is my daughter, uh, our daughter, Lauren Taylor Morgan. And uh, the joke around our house is she's so pretty that she has two middle names. So uh, why do I love this church? So before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, as I talk, I'm going to say I a lot. And what I really should be saying is we and us. But I always get in trouble when I speak for my wife. So, dear, this is for you. Um, and I use a lot of sports analogies. So if you're not into sports, none of this is going to make any sense to you. So before we get into why... I, we love this church. It kind of is important to the story to talk about how we got here. And Wendy and I lived in Silicon Valley for about 20 years. And, uh, you know, for most of that time, we were working 80 hours a week and just a ridiculous pace of life. And all of that time, I heard a voice in my head that was like, this is not where I want you to be. I want you somewhere else. And I was like, turn it down, mute it, squelch it. I was too busy to listen. And uh, so the quality of life was very low, to say the least. And all of that changed in early 2013. Thank you. So um, our longtime friend, Deb, um, said that, and our real estate agent, said that we could um, get our house on the market. And we had had that done all in three weeks, which is was insane to get our house staged and oh, uh, ready for an open house. And normally it does not sell on an open house, but the first couple who came in and saw our house loved it and told us that they would be making an offer. And it turns out that the offer was substantially over asking. So <laughs> the next challenge was getting mom to Austin. Now, uh, she was not a fan of pickups, big hair, country, or western music, or anything that crawls, slithers, or flies. Basically, every stereo stereotype Texas has to offer. So, after uh, they put an offer in on Monday, we flew to Austin that Thursday. We came to the gallery on Friday. And uh, we saw a couple of houses that we liked in Rapallo on Friday. And then on Sunday, we wrote an offer on our dream house. And we moved 60 days later. So the headline from this is not that God is a great real estate agent. Because in the, in the, 830, uh, uh, the 830 service, we, it, there was another part, uh, another sort of testimonial where that was the case. And so... The point of this is that there were so many obstacles in our way to get here, and God drove a bulldozer through every single one of those and got us here in, in an amazing, very, very compressed amount of time. So we moved here Memorial Day of last year, and within a couple of weeks of being here, really within the first couple of days, you know, I went to my next-door neighbor who was uh, that clown, and... Uh, and I was like, so, Buck, what's the deal with churches around here? And I was kind of in a hushed tone because we've been in California forever, and God's not big in California. I mean, I, I think that, uh, I, am, I really believe this, that our, the neighbors that we had there, not the neighbors that we had there, but, but the, kind of the feeling is people would rather live next to a serial killer than live next to a Christian. So, 
So I was like, Buck, you know, what's the story with, is there a church around here we could go to? And he's like, oh my gosh, there's a great church. It's awesome. You got to go. And so that next weekend, uh, you know, we came to this church. And awesome, thank you. So from, from that weekend, I started watching y'all because I wanted to see what you were all about. I'm an older guy. I've, done, I've been to a ton of churches, coast to coast, Canada, Westminster Abbey. And what I've experienced in my years is this. The congregations kind of come in two flavors and sometimes both flavors. One flavor is we're way more, more worried about this or the color of the walls or what flowers we're going to put outside or there's a whole lot of you ought to, you should, you can't, don't do this or else. And so what I found here is a completely different mission. What I found here was a church that had a mission statement, a church with a mission statement. I thought, that is crazy. Imperfect people, I always read it because I don't want to mess it up. Imperfect people experience the perfect love of God, are transformed, and change the world together. I remember the first sermon. Uh, it was the, the, the inaugural uh, of the sermon series of the 12th. And I was like, wow, that's great. And I said, I want to join this team. I want to be a part of this church. So within a couple of weeks, we joined. And uh, almost immediately after that, Pastor Greg came up to me and said, I want to ask a small favor of you. I want you to help out running the soundboard. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's great. Another thing, another task for me to do that I'm uniquely not qualified to do. <laughs> I have a lot of those at my house. So I was like, this is going to go great. So ever since then, I've been here for just about every, ser- every Sunday for two services. And, and uh, two things happen. One thing that usually happens to me in one of those services is um, I get a little teary. And I'm not talking... Uh, I'm not talking big teenage girl tears. I'm not even talking like medium-sized tears, like when you hit your thumb with a hammer or when uh, the, the Longhorns get beat by the Aggies and the Sooners in the same year. I'm talking about little, tiny, respectable man-sized tears, and it's usually due to one of two things. One is, I hear something in the sermon that touches me, but usually it's, some, it's the music. I got to tell you all, I have... I've never listened to Christian music in my whole life. I mean, I'm ACDC kind of guy. And, and the music here that these guys do every Sunday is better than the artists that I have on iTunes. So usually that's when I get a little bit teary. The other thing that happens in one of those services is this. Um, I travel a lot. I travel a lot on business. And so I spend a lot of quality oval window time looking out the window as God, millions of God's people pass below me, and it gives me a lot of time to think about stuff. And I think about all the things that have happened to me that have been done to me, and I think about all the things that I've done to people, things that I'm probably not very happy about or, or proud of, and it always brings up a question of why? Why? Why all this? Why do things happen? And so... What usually happens is I'll roll in here on Sunday with that question, and then at some point in the sermon, one of these guys, Pastor Greg, Pastor Laura, Trent, Jay, will reveal something to me, and I'm like, oh, well, there it is. There's the answer. 
I'm telling you, it's God, and he is talking to me through these guys. And I may sound like a crazy Baptist, but I don't mean to, but, <laughs> but it happens. And so I walk out of here, and I go, oh, okay, well, this week's question has been revealed. The mystery has been solved, and so now I'm off to next week for my next question. Um, so now to the payoff. Why do I love this church? I'm really proud of you guys. I know that if I bumped into somebody on the street that was an atheist, an agnostic, somebody that was mad at God, somebody that didn't, you know, just was fed up with religion, that prefers to stay at home on Sunday and hasn't been to church in 20 years because they like reading the New York Times on Sunday. I know that if I brought them here, that I could turn them loose here, you guys would welcome them, and you would make them feel very at home, and they would walk out of here in a dilemma of, I really like reading the New York Times, but I really want to go back to that church. So that's unusual for a lot of, of congregations, certainly the ones that I've been to. Um, this is a church of doers, not a church of talkers. If there's anything that needs to get done, it always gets done, and it gets done right away. There's not a lot of, you know, finger pointing or, gosh, you know, we're going to, let's talk about this some more. It gets done, and when it gets done, there's not a lot of, congratulatory high fives with the people that did it. It's just like, all right, let's go on to the next task. Thanks. Uh, this is a church of generosity. I've seen a lot of churches where there's somebody in need and, some, and, and, and kind of the attitude is, somebody should help that person out. You guys do it. You help them out. We take care of everybody. The last thing is, this is a church that's not satisfied with what we did last year, what we did last quarter, what we did last month. So many times you see successful organizations get stagnant, they get complacent, and they're just like they rest on their laurels. This church says, all right, this is what we did today. What's the next challenge? We're going to jump on it. We're going to climb that mountain. We're going to do it together. So why do I love this church? After 50 years of perpetual motion, I'm home. God has pulled me through every mess, every defeat, all of my disappointments. God has blessed me with an awesome family, with awesome friends. God has put me here, right here, right now, in the Republic of Texas, at this church, to make a difference. Small differences every day, bigger differences over time. In the final analysis, the reason I love this church is because it's impossible not to. Thanks. Um, Matt and Jacqueline Oldham are going to come share. Why they love this church. And Millie's coming too, which is like bonus cute. <laughs> I know. Well, they may not, but there's a cute factor there. But be sure to listen to them too, okay? Not just look at their cute baby. Well, first of all, we're going to have to redo our thing because Doug took all of my points. I mean, <laughs> so we're kind of going blind now because... I got to rearrange everything because what he said about, you know about your answer being, your answers being, your questions being answered every week, because that's one of my points is like, 
I, I totally have different struggles than you do. I guarantee it. We could write them down, and they're going to be totally different. We have children, but they're different ages. You know, we make different types of monies and things like that. So we have different struggles. But <laughs> after every week, we do have a sense of calm about us because we know it'll be okay. Or there's something that clicks, like with the song that plays. You're just like, you think God has a sense of humor because it's like, why? He just answers your question, like right there. You know, it's like like a duh kind of moment, you know. So anyways, um, I'm Matt Oldham. Uh, this is Jacqueline. And Millie and Wyatt uh, was our five-year-old that always runs. He's probably the first one that runs out because he's so excited. And if you ask him why he loves this church, he'll tell you, um, Yaya, because she takes care of him so much. Um, also, um, also, you know what's neat about this church is that they treat the children like members of the church. They're not, what do we do with the kids while we try to worship? It's like, how can we include them? And I've never seen that before because... We've been married for eight years, and we've tried, you know, 12 different churches in three different states, and we've, you know, they all each have their pros and cons, but we've never found a reason just to keep going back, like, and call that, that's our church. And so, um, what, we, we didn't even attend to come here, because we live about 20 minutes away, and there's actually other churches close by, and we brought Wyatt here for uh, pre-K, and we're like, you know what, let's just try the church, because he goes to school here. And then just seeing his joy for it and his love, and, and then we started meeting people, and we fell in love with it. Um, I guess it kind of goes back to, you know, when did we fall in love with this church, really? Because for me, I, uh, we tried all these different churches. I, went to, I grew up in a church that you had to go to church on Sunday. You were obligated to go on church on Sunday. Uh, I went through college, and I knew that on Sunday, my parents were going to call me and ask me, did you go to church today? Did you go to church today? <laughs> So, so I went to church, no matter how late I stayed up or how much party I had, I, I went to church, and I fell asleep in the back of church many a time, just so when my mom called, I could truthfully answer a question, yes, mom, I went. Well, I learned that I love this church because I missed church a couple weeks ago. Uh, my work called me in on a Sunday, and I had to go on a Sunday, and so I missed church. And my wife called me, and she goes, Matt, did you go to church today? I was like, oh, great, here we go again. But she, what she wanted to know was, what the message was is the church I went to because she was like, you will not believe what happened. It answered our questions, and the best song in the whole world played. And so for the first time, I realized that I was, I was missing church because, not because I was obligated to go or I felt like I was going to go some, to hell or something. It was because, because there was a message every single week that is different and can touch your life and answer every single week. So you're, again, back to Doug. Our problems, our struggles, every week it seems like, there's a route to take, how to get away from those struggles, how to accomplish something. So it's now it's not out of obligation. We go to church, it's out of love. So it's, it's pretty special. Let's try this exchange. And um, for me, as Matt shared, we come out of love, not out of fear anymore. And um, that's a really freeing feeling. I grew up in a church and in a home that was a community. I grew up in a very loving church, a church that put its arms around me and helped me grow as a young junior high teenager into a high schooler. And I really credit that church for helping me to become the person I am today because it wasn't my parents so much. It was all those wonderful people who guided me and who lifted me up and mentored me and, and looked out for me. And so my prayer, since Matt and I got married and had our children, was you know, Matt didn't have that growing up, and I did, and I knew how amazing it was and what it did for me. And so my prayer was that we could find that for our family when we started a family. 
And we prayed about it, and I prayed about it. And, you know, as he mentioned, he, we went to college together. He slept in the back of the church. That is totally true. Um, and I would get so angry. Um, but I remember praying that when we got married, you know, God, let Matt be the spiritual leader of our home. Don't make him go because he feels like he has to be there. Help him lead our family. That's what I want, and that's what I prayed for. And when we came to church to decide to come, I'm so sorry. When we decided to come here and try it, you know, Matt grew up in a home that he went to church. So we had been trying different churches, and we hadn't joined a church. I mean, we hadn't actually joined a church since we'd been married. We'd been going to church, which is, which is good, but we hadn't joined. And we were sitting in about that fourth row over there, and it was about two months in. And Matt does not make split decisions. Um, he drags them out a long time. Um, and and we, talk, we talk everything to death. We didn't rehearse that part. Uh, yeah. Um, but I was standing next to him, and he grabbed my hand. And, and Laura said, if anyone wants to join the church today, you know. And I was like, okay, yeah. And he grabbed my hand, and he looked at me, and he said, we're going to join the church today. And I said, what? We didn't talk about this. Like, <laughs> I'm not prepared to go up today. And I, I had the hesitation for a minute that I wasn't prepared to go. But then, like, in a split moment, I was like, what am I thinking? This is what I've been praying for for eight years, that Matt would be the spiritual leader of our home. And he is leading us to the altar. Why am I even questioning it? And we walked right up, and we joined the church that day. And I, it has changed our life ever since. And I am beyond grateful, beyond grateful. And the last thing I want to say is, um, Doug touched on it, but thank you all to everyone here because we have been going to a, a bunch of different churches and we've been almost forcing ourselves to try to get involved in those churches because we have been seeking a home. Um, for instance, one of the churches I tried to just run my way into the Knights of Columbus and, and help them out because they were an older crowd and I felt like their little pancake breakfast every week just wasn't cutting it. So I wanted to help them raise money and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't accepting. They, they, just, they were scared to change and they didn't want my fresh ideas. So um, but what I wanted to, but what I wanted to say was, it, what's neat is every church we've been to, when they ask you to volunteer, it's usually because someone is trying to get out of something, or or they're trying to retire, or they want to substitute because they're worn out of serving. But we've been offered quite a few times to do different things around here. But then those people that offered it to us to help us out, they're there the next week doing it alongside us, and we ask them, you know, just Stacy Spitzer asked me to be on a committee, and she goes. Well, I really want you on there, and I figured because she'd done it for three years, you know, and I was like, but she said, I want, I want to serve with you. I want to learn about you. So kudos to everyone here, and thank you all for everything you've done for us because everyone that has been asking us to get involved or, or you know, grab Millie out of her hands to hold her, you're doing it because you want us to be involved, and you want to share the same, you know, wonderful feelings that God's putting on you all. You want to share it with us. So, again, thank you all so much for the opportunity to be up here and for the love I've given all of our family, Millie and Wyatt, because everyone is a member. Every one of us, our kids, are members here, and they're not just, you know, a number that needs to be quiet while we try to do our thing. It's just important to y'all that they get the Holy Spirit as it is to us. So thank y'all. All right. Um, isn't today great? Right? Isn't it great? Um, we've got one more. Uh, Charles and Clara Patterson are going to come up and share. Thank you. 
And I'm starting with tears in my eyes because of these wonderful testimonies. The, uh, what we wanted to say has already been said also in many, <laughs> many different ways. Um, why do I love my church? We came to this church because our daughter and her family worship here, and we said we'd give it a try. We are from another denomination many, many years back, and we fell in love with this church. Laura's sermons touched our hearts and just were magnetic in drawing, drawing us here. She uses so beautifully the present-day illustrations to connect with God's purpose and plan for our lives, and that is makes everything fit together for that week. The ministry in this church is wonderful, as, as has been said in so many different ways this morning. And I think it's the way that members here show God's love to others outside of our, our doors and, and uh, fellowship here. Through the community, through the state, through the world, we our church is ministering. My first experience with ministry was at the women's retreat in February. Uh, I didn't know anybody there and, and went and enjoyed it and was welcomed in. I was especially impressed with the young ladies who let me be a part of their group and share with them and accepted me into that group. And they would, after that, we were back at church and they would say, hello, Clara, and I would say, please help me with your name. <laughs> there were so many there that I, and I couldn't remember everybody that I had met, but they were so loving and so kind. The children's sermons again, and then the, the enthusiasm and the smiles on those baby faces as they walk out is such a blessing. And that, and that to me is encouraging for, future, for the future of our faith and carrying it forward to, to future generations. One thing I thought about as I thought about this and started writing a few notes down and other thoughts of blessings came, if you haven't thought this week about why you love this church, think about it in the week to come. Write down or, or just think about, why do I love Bee Creek Baptist Church? <laughs> I'm sorry. Tells my background, doesn't it? <laughs> we do love Bee Creek United Methodist. <laughs> so thank you. So did that tip you off on uh, <laughs> anything? Uh, Doug, the crazy Baptist, uh, yeah, uh, kind of gave you a, a tip on uh, something unique that happened to us. Um, but one, I started checking off as Doug spoke and then Matt, and honestly, you're saved a lot of time because uh, going last, Pastor Laura, did you do that, that we're last? Um, but Doug mentioned the mission statement. Let me tell you, that mission statement, I had it down, that was my beginning point. Y'all live it. It's not a cliche like where everybody is somebody or the friendly church or whatever. Your mission statement, our mission statement is you live it and you preach it. And it's powerful. We're imperfect. But we are transformed. And we change. We can change the world. So we feel blessed. We had no idea we would be uniting with a Methodist church. 
Baptist uh, 60 something years. Uh, and um, Amy, our daughter who's here today, and her family, and our daughter Phyllis and her family, we're blessed with two of our daughters, two sons in law, and four grandchildren here today. And that's truly a blessing. And we said, Well, go. And she said, Pastor, the pastor, it's her, the way she approaches sermons and talks, it said it's unique. And uh, we said, okay, we'll go visit. And we visited. And as Clara said, you made us feel welcome. It was a different pastor in jeans and tennis shoes. That's a little different. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no robes, uh, a, a band instead of a choir and all that. But I was thrilled. And Clara was thrilled. This is different. It's unique. It's God-led. Uh, we're older, as you can see. Uh, <laughs> we've experienced a lot of churches, a lot of ministers, a lot of people, wonderful people, blessed, and so forth. But I am so convinced, and I've told Laura this, that God led us here for a reason. And we have thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it's been a blessing to us. Uh, you never are too old to not want to grow in your relationship with God. And I love my church because, and Doug hit the first point, was the music ministry. So I won't repeat that, except Greg and the band, phenomenal, gospel, hymns, contemporary, all of this. There it is in the music. Uh, opportunities for ministry, that's been talked about. Uh, you, if you want to work in a church, you can find a job here. I can tell you, you volunteer, and then you extend that love. Laura's sermons, the last two sermons, have moved me greatly to tears about helping people and changing people and reaching out to people, giving our money, your money, God's money, to help people and change the world. Truly, that's in Guatemala. I mean, all of that, the opportunities for ministry, the 10% giving, a unique ministry do it locally keep it you know but you also spread it out and our sermon last Sunday I meant to email you Laura to tell you this you had a bold courageous sermon giving sometimes turns people off her commitment and challenge to us to become tithers was done in a beautiful way in a godlike way and was very moving to me now I really appreciate that uh, the people you all of you have been wonderful. I love. I met Matt at a men's one of our men's meetings, and uh, met Doug uh, one Sunday. Uh, Cindy had me doing something. Had to go count some money, and she says, "Oh, just talk to Doug. He knows everything." And so I, I, that's how I met Doug. And so the the two people uh, and their families that have given testimony have been blessings, and all of you are truly blessings. And then uh, Pastor Laura and Kevin and Anna and Leah. Such a beautiful family. It is truly, and I've heard many, many ministers through the years, and they have been, I've got notes in my Bible from ministers and wonderful, but no one has prepared, been led, studied, and then delivered messages to people that can change lives like Pastor Laura. She has a unique way, and it's been mentioned by both Doug and Matt, of presenting God's word in a way that challenges us, motivates us, and wants us, and it leads me to want to be closer to God, a better relationship with God through Christ and being led by God's spirit 
to be a better person for this family back here that we love and for all of you. Thank you, Pastor Laura, for letting us do this. Y'all, I think, I think the truth is, wow, that was loud. We all have a story, right? We talk about that when we join the church. And I tell you, um, part of what you're giving to God is your story. It's what God is doing in your life and how you're being transformed and how you're then taking God's hand and saying, I will help you change this world. I believe that this is possible and that you could use me, imperfect as I am, right? All of us say that, God, you can use me. You can have this life so that the world can be a better place. Um, and I just thank y'all so much for sharing your stories. Doug and Lauren, thank you for sharing your story. Um, Charles and Claire, thank you for sharing. And Matt and Jacqueline, thank y'all for sharing. Um, and then let me say, B Creek, thank you for sharing your story. It's a story that the world needs to hear. It's a story that is changing lives. And it's a story that is timeless. We get to be, remember, as we're teaching the story, God is writing this story, and we're saying, hey, I want to be a part of that in my generation. So thank you for raising your hand when God calls. Let's pray. Lord God, we um, here you find the people of Bee Creek, and we are yours. We, you know that we're not perfect, and that each week there is much we need to be forgiven for. And you forgive us and you love us. And through your power and your call that we are not turning down or blocking out, you are leading us to new things and to great challenges that sometimes we don't know if we can do. And you show us that we can. And so, Lord, here we are and we love you. Use us. Each of these stories here, use our stories. Weave it into your great story that our lives could be transformed and that the world could change because we believe. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.